Welcome to Experiencing Christ with Pastor Dennis Matovu. Freedom Experience is a teaching ministry of the Word that is driven by the purpose that believers may subjectively realize the full knowledge of the truth according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Experiencing God in the incarnated Word, which is Christ to be life and light to man with grace and reality for man's enjoyment. And now, open wide your spirit to receive this great teaching which is going to empower you to begin experiencing Christ as your life. This is Pastor Dennis Matovu, worth hearing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. <laughs> freedom reigns in this place. Freedom experience, experiencing Christ. Glory to God, glory to God. How are you? Praise the Lord wherever you are. God is good all the time. And all the time God is good and that is His nature. We thank the Lord for this wonderful, wonderful opportunity that he keeps giving us on a daily basis that may have the, the the time to share with you in jesus mighty name once again this is pastor dennis matov other from kampala uganda i want to tell you that we are here for you to bring you the word of life this is freedom experience ministry where we experience christ as our life as our light as grace and truth which is uh, for us to, uh, to realize and enjoy christ in all his inclusiveness you see god has given us a burden and this burden is to dispense christ into people to preach christ so that we may express that which we have seen in his word so that it becomes light unto men to shine upon them so that it comes grace for them to enjoy so that it comes life for them to be imparted this is the life imparted in you whenever we speak the word of life there is an impartation in us in jesus mighty name this is the message that brings uh, realization of that truth this is really experiencing christ and whenever we express christ uh, from his word then the glory is going to manifest in our lives upon everybody and God is going to be glorified it is the will of the Father that we may dispense Christ unto the body of Christ which is the church and this is the ministry of stewardship the stewardship of God just as we were discussing yesterday so this is episode 18 and by the grace of God we want to continue from wherever we stopped yesterday we are seeing we are seeing uh, the, the several things that we uh, as ministers of God are supposed to be knowing in Jesus' mighty name. And we are talking about yesterday, uh, the, uh, we are talking about stewardship or the stewardship of God. And we went into details to discover the category of this stewardship, the category of this ministry of the stewardship. So we want to go deep still to see what are the things that a steward uh, faces the, the the steward uh the steward is sufferings what are the things that we are we are bound to find in our lives as we are doing this ministry of the stewardship of god remember we discover that the lord is looking for stewards so that they may continue the work of dispensing his son into the body of christ as their portion and as they are doing this work, they will find challenges because they are answering the Lord's desire to see that he dispenses himself into uh, the believers for their life and life supply. So it's not going to be that easy. It's going to be facing, they are going to be facing several challenges and sufferings. That's why Paul continues in the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 24. He continues to tell us that now I rejoice in my sufferings on your behalf and fill up that which is lacking for the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body which is the church now we see that here Paul 
is showing us that as he's carrying out the ministry of, of, of uh, the stewardship of God, uh, he's going to face sufferings and he's saying that I'm suffering on your behalf, on behalf of the saints. And he says that I'm endeavoring to see that I fill up that which is lacking of the afflictions of Christ. Now, Paul is here revealing something which is so complicated and difficult to take. That is, he wants to uh, to, to, to feel what Christ, like uh, the afflictions of Christ, what Christ had done, Paul says that he has come to fulfill or to complete or to feel, to add on that which Christ was had, had accomplished. And this is where we're going to see today what it means uh, to fill up that which is lacking of the afflictions of Christ in, in our flesh uh, for the body, which is the church. So we see that the afflictions of Christ here, they are of two categories. As we are going to see, affliction is of two categories. And uh, uh, for, for, for those for accomplishing redemption, that is the first category. And uh, that, that is the category of accomplishing redemption. He suffered while accomplishing redemption. And those ones, they have been accomplished. They have, they have been accomplished. They have been completed by Christ himself. And there is a second category, which is those for producing and building the, the church, which is the body of Christ, which need to be filled up by the apostles and even the believers. In other words, well, as Christ accomplished two of them, and uh, one of them we cannot do anything concerning the, uh, the the redemption, the redemptive work, the sufferings and to redemption. That one was done by Christ and is done by Christ alone. But the Bible mentions of the second sufferings of Christ, and that was the, the suffering for producing and building the body, the church, which is the body of Christ. And this is, also, this is where we come in to participate in the sufferings of Christ. And I want to go uh, into details on this so that you may uh, see a clear picture. And uh, some people are wondering why some things are happening in our lives, yet we are uh, genuine believers and pursuers of Christ. So here we see there are two categories of sufferings, and I've mentioned them. So the fact that Paul mentions the affliction of Christ in connection with the stewardship of God, it indicates that the stewardship can be carried out only through suffering. If you decide to say that I want to be a steward of God, to carry out the ministry of stewardship and to the people of God, then sufferings are going to, to be facing you uh, from every side. You cannot do away with them. They're going to be happening. But this is a warning and a caution so that if you desire to go into details in ministry, the right way, the way that pleases God, then you have got to be a person who is going to be like acquainted with sufferings. If we desire to share in the stewardship of God, we must be prepared to suffer because we are entering the narrow way, the narrow way that is going to strip us and is going to uh, cause us to feel that uh, pain and of suffering and persecution because we are dispensing God into people. Now, all those who participate in the service, in the service of the church and uh, all in the ministry, they must be ready to partake of such afflictions of a steward. If you say that you're going to serve God in a way of dispensing the all-inclusive Christ unto believers, opening the deep, deep secrets and realities of Christ, bringing out revelations and preaching only Christ, you don't preach any other thing, then sufferings and afflictions, difficulties are going to face you and you have got to be like uh, determined. And this means that we must be willing to pay whatever price is necessary to fulfill our stewardship. This is where we call for the grace of God or the, the grace of God because hardship is going to come either from people or from the, the powers of darkness. The devil is not going to see you that you enjoy uh, ministry when you are preaching what is going to strip him of the people and of the, uh, the, the people in uh, from there, his, his kingdom. So we, we see that we are going to find that there is a price to pay. So we have pointed out that when we give or receive hospitality or we do any other thing for people, 
all we, we preach Christ in the things we do, uh, we need to carry out stewardship by dispensing the riches of Christ into others. So when you are doing any activity, uh, helping people, ministering, serving, and uh, uh, supporting anything that you do as hospitality, you, uh, as, as long as you, you be a person who is dispensing the riches of Christ into others, then you have got also to see that through even such things you are doing, like hospitality, you'll find some kinds of sufferings. For example, uh, if you are a guest, uh, for example, you are a guest and uh, you want as a guest to, 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 you have been hosted by someone and uh, where does suffering uh, come from? We see that as you are restricted, you don't have enough freedom to do whatever you wish you like because you are a guest in someone's house, you are given the food and uh, even though you don't want to eat it, you are given where to sleep even though it's not convenient. Those are all sufferings that you have got to bear so that you you manifest the Christ and the riches of Christ to the person who hosted you. Likewise, the one who has hosted. So you see that if you are, have hosted someone, you are going to face difficulties of being careful how to take care of him, of being careful of what food or the hospitality you are to give him. And these are all going to be sufferings as you are enduring so that you dispense riches of Christ into others by the way you act towards them. So in other words, all things that are going to be coming your way are going to be testings and, uh, uh, for, of sufferings and you're supposed to endure them in Jesus' mighty name. So several things are going to come our way, but we are going to see that we endure sufferings and afflictions as we are doing good. Some people have fainted. They have done good to people and uh, they have not bared the cross. They say, no, this is too much. I was doing good. Why is it that it's paying me evil? But I tell you that if you are a person who's going to dispense Christ and the riches of Christ to others, some bad things, weird things are going to take place in your life whereby you feel like you, you don't want to stand to help anybody anymore. So as we shall point out in the following passages, the sufferings in which we share uh, for the building up of the body of Christ. Just like as Paul has told us, he has told us that we suffer as long as we are building up the body of Christ. Those people that don't want to suffer, they won't tamper uh, concerning the building up of the body of Christ. They will preach any other message. They will do any other thing that uh, is uh, pleasing to the hearers. But when it comes to building up the body of Christ, bringing out the deep, deep ministry uh, of the word, and uh, speaking the realities of Christ and the truth, then we are going to find sufferings and we need the grace of God. They, they, we see that this is where we need to pray so much so that the Lord gives us more grace to stand amidst all those trials and challenges. Hallelujah. So we have got to see that the suffering we are talking about this time is not the suffering of redemption that Jesus had to go through. Uh, we are talking about the sufferings that will cause the body of Christ to be built up and will produce the body of Christ. So today, we want to see uh, what does it mean to be a steward, uh, to be a minister, uh, or a steward. In other words, the steward being a minister. What does it mean? Because a steward is, going to be, is supposed to be a minister of God, a minister of the church, a minister to complete the word of God. Now, we come to again to Colossians chapter 1, verses uh, 25. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1 verse 25 that even he says that wherefore I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. He says, uh, Paul is saying that of which I became a minister according to the stewardship of God which is also a dispensation which was given to me for you to complete the word of God. Now, we see here that Paul says that as a steward, he became a minister of the church. Number one, he became a minister of the church as a steward. So, a steward is being a minister of the church. You are ministering the church and you are ministering towards the church and you are ministering the church. So, number one, is you are supposed to be a minister to the church. Any ministry that you do, anything that you do is supposed to be to, to the church and for the church and supposed to be the church. So, second, we see that 
he mentions to be complete. He says that to complete the word of God. He says that I've been made a minister, number one, to the church, and number two, to complete the word of God. Now we shall talk some 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 details concerning the, the completing of the word of God. We have seen that he mentions the word of God is, uh, uh, he wants to complete the word of God. And what does this mean when he says that I want to complete the word of God? It is as if he's saying that the word of God was not yet completed. Now, we see that the word of God is the divine revelation which was not completed until the New Testament was written. Remember in the days of Jesus, uh, he was preaching and ministering, teaching and doing all this stuff. But there was no Bible. There was no any writings of the New Testament. You, you, you remember in the days of Jesus and even after he had gone back in the book of Acts, there was no writings. So that means that whereas the divine revelation, which is the word of God, was being preached and was uh, uh, taught everywhere, it was not yet completed until the New Testament was written. So just look at the days of the, the book of Acts and the days of the, the, the apostles. They didn't have the written written Bible by that time as the New Testament. They only had written writings of the Old Testament. And now another teaching, as another testament has come in, another dispensation has come in, and it's not yet written. Now, that was a challenge. And the Paul says, I saw that I was to be one of the person who is going to be the stewardship, the steward of God, the one who is going to be a minister of God. So stewardship is about being a minister of God and also a person who completes the word of God, as we are going to see. So we see that Apostle Paul had to do whatever it takes to see that as, as God has given him the grace, he's supposed to, to complete the word of God in the mystery of God. So he was to complete the word of God because he, he received the word, he even saw the vision of Christ, but there was no writing as if the word was not, the, 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 the Bible and the word of God was not yet uh, finished or completed. Now, he was to complete the word of God because it was not yet complete in, in that the mystery was not yet revealed. That's why he says in this book of Colossians, and in chapter 1, verses 26, he's talking about the mystery of God, which is Christ, and the mystery of Christ, which is the church. And he says that he wanted to give us a full revelation of God's economy, of God's plan. That's why when we read in uh, Colossians 26, the word of God is the mystery which has been hid from the ages and from the generations, but now has been made manifest to his saints, which is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Now, he wanted to reveal and to complete this, the mystery which is Christ and the church. So that was the ministry of Apostle Paul. And this should be our ministry even today. We have been called to be stewards of God, to carry out the stewardship of God, to be dispensers, to carry out the dispensation of God, the administration of God, and the, the component and the, the whatever is in the administration of God, in the economy of God, is about Christ and the church. So any messages that we are preaching, teaching, if they cannot portray Christ and the church in a proper way, then we have not yet come to the knowledge, the full knowledge of the truth. So we see that he was to bring out this, this hidden mystery, which is related to Christ and the church, the head and the body. That's why he talks about Christ and the church. He talks about the head and the body. He talks about these things often in his book, in his writings. So the unveiling of this mystery through the apostle Paul, we see that is, was the major part of the completion of the word of God as the divine revelation. Because Christ had gone back and the disciples moved with Christ, but they had not seen that this mystery yet. It was difficult for them to reveal it, to hope to, to bring it into its revelation. It required a person who saw a clear vision of the glorified Christ. That was Paul. And now he got this burden of now doing his best to unveil the mystery that he has seen. That Christ is in heaven is the Christ who is in us. That's why when Paul say uh, he, he gets in Acts chapter 9, the Bible says that, and Jesus tells Paul, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And now Paul had to get a vision because he was wondering, the Christ is in, who is in heaven is calling me from heaven 
and is telling me that I'm persecuting him on earth. So that's what he's talking about. He got a mystery. He got a mystery and said, okay, it means when I persecute Peter and the disciples, I'm persecuting Christ. Does it mean that, this, does it mean that Christ is in them? So he gets that mystery and begins to reveal it and so that he completes the revelation of the divine revelation of God. So this is what Paul says that he goes through several things as he's uh, made a minister where, uh, where, whereas he's going through affliction. He says that I was made a minister so that I may complete, accomplish this, uh, the, 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 the word of God. So this is what we are supposed to do as children of God, as ministers, so that people come to the full, full revelation of this Christ. Hallelujah. He says that from the ages, meaning that from eternity past, from the generation, meaning that he was talking about from the times, he says that the, the mystery concerning Christ and the church was hidden. Even the apostles, uh, the Peters, had not yet seen it until Paul came with this revelation. He had, he had seen something of this mystery concerning Christ and the church because Christ told him, why do you persecute me? Yet Christ is in heaven as the head, but the church, the body is on earth. Then he realizes that, okay, Christ is in us. So he comes with that revelation. And this is what, what the ministry, this, this was all about uh, whatever I could preach. He was telling the people, there is a Christ in you for you to enjoy. There is a Christ in you for you to experience. There is a Christ in you for you to gain, for you to win, for you to pursue. Then he says, I, I began to count all other things lost so that I may win and gain Christ. So he discovered this mystery and uh, it was manifested to the saints and this includes all believers in Christ even today. This mystery has been manifested. That means that we are keeping on, we are, we are taking this uh, ministry forward of revealing Christ to people, revealing Christ and the body, which is the church, and so that people get this revelation. So, we see that uh, prior to the time of Paul, uh, the divine revelation had not been completed, as I've told you. Before Paul came, uh, came forth to minister in the days of the apostles, before Paul's ministry, we see that God's revelation had already been given in the Old Testament. Uh, it was already written. As most of the writings in the Old Testament were written. And uh, we see that uh, God had already uh, also revealed himself through the events that were recorded in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and uh, in parts of, of the book of Acts. But there was no any written any written revelation so it was necessary for paul to write a number of episodes concerning christ as the mystery of god and concerning the church as the mystery of christ in order for the divine revelation to be complete to be completed so you see that paul gets the grace to write most of the books over 13 books he writes them almost uh a, a half of the of the New Testament, he writes it. Why? Because he saw the vision, and this is when uh, other people that moved with Paul, like John Mark, began to write. Luke began began to write. These people begin to write, and uh, whatever they had recorded in the days of the of the Book of Acts. Now, that's why you see that in Paul, he completes the divine revelation as seen in most of these books. Out of the thirteen books. He, he, everything that was needed for us to understand in details concerning Christ, he writes in the episodes of Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. These four books, they have got the content, the core of the deep, deep things concerning Christ and the church. That's why they are so important and we are taking a deeper, deeper teaching and study concerning them so that we get a clear picture and a full revelation of even other books. So although the divine revelation was completed, we see that through the, uh, uh, through the apostle, we see that uh, 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 in a practical sense, it also needs even us today to, to complete through uh, that which is lacking because there is still what is lacking in the body of Christ. Yes, the apostles finished the writings of the book. We no longer write any new scriptures and, and uh, chapters of the Bible. We, it has been fulfilled. It has been written and concealed. And uh, now, what about us of these days? What are we supposed to do? We are to continue the work of Paul in a practical and experiential way, whereby we complete 
this ministry also just as Paul did. You see? So we are to always continue to reveal Christ to other people. We are to always continue to teach uh, the word of God and to complete the word of God by opening more revelations that are in the word of God. That is also completing the word of God today. So this is what we are doing. The more we go into details to, to teach and go in details to, to, to preach Christ as life, to preach, to preach about the church life, then we are taking you into this revelation of Christ. And this means that as we contact people, as we preach the gospel, we must progressively and continually and also gradually preach the word in its entirety, in full. That is what we call the full knowledge of, of God. That is, uh, that is what we call the full knowledge of God, whereby you are preaching out God in his fullness, Christ in his fullness. Now, to preach the word in full is, fully to, uh, is, is to fully preach the word in its, in its completion, complete the word, all the meaning of the word, bringing it out, opening it out. What was the, the exact revelation and meaning of such words that we read? You see, when we are preaching, we are preaching messages concerning the, basing on the situations of the people we are preaching to. And this is done by most of the preachers. We prepare messages and we relate them to the situations of people. So we come to preach and teach basing on the situations of the people, which is not bad because it is part of the ministry. But remember, there is also the part of God whereby he wants us to, to see his mind to see, to see his desire and to see his situation. Because even God has got a situation. He's, he's waiting for the church to come to a certain reality. But the church, uh, the ministers are also busy ministering to the believers things that will comfort them, that will edify them, which is not bad. But I, I, I'm here to tell you that we need to complete the word. We need to complete the ministry. We need to, to stand in for the body of Christ to bring it to to, to bring the body to the completion, to the perfection of Christ. So we see that Christians today, they are surely uh, preaching and teaching things that are, are partly uh, of helping the people, but Christ and, and the Father is not yet like benefiting as, as that much. You understand? So we see that we need to complete the word of God. And the, we have got a lot of people, millions of regenerated Christians today. We have them. But the question is, how many of them know God's purpose in saving them? You'll find that we have blessed them with preachings. We have used our gifts to help them. We have taught them doctrines. We have um, uh, healed their diseases. But we have brought, we have showed them the, the, the goodness of the Lord through uh, the, the ministry of gifts and uh, the power of the Holy Spirit. But the question is, how many of them uh, have understood that they have a purpose as why God saved them, you'll find that they are very few. Yet the Bible says that we have been called for a purpose. Everyone has got a ministry uh, that is supposed to dispense. So in Christianity, the word of God has been preached. It has, been, it, it, it has not been uh, preached in full. That's the problem. We preach it, but it is not preached in full. We don't show the people that after all things, these things, just know that you are here for a purpose. Christ uh, is expecting this from you. Um, this is the purpose as why the church exists. This is, as, this is the reason as why we need to uphold the head which is Christ. So we have got to preach the message in full. So the preaching of God is Christianity today. Uh, rather the preaching of uh, today's Christian Christianity. You find that there is no completion of the word of God. People are not completing the word. And uh, that's why there is an urgent and urgent need for the completion. And Paul is telling us that I have suffered and have went through affliction for the bodies, uh, the church's uh, sake. And uh, he says that I've been made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given unto me to fulfill the word of God, to complete the word of God. So we need to do this work also. We have appointed out and we have pointed out even today that the word of God which needs completion is the mystery spoken in Colossians 1.26. Because we see that everything has been written, but there are some things that are still mysteries even to the church. That's why the Bible says in Colossians 1.26 that even the mystery 
which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. So, the mystery uh, in the days of Paul was made manifest to the saints. And we all know objectively that the mystery is Christ in us, the hope of glory. But we are keeping on uh, revealing this mystery, teaching the body of Christ that the Christ is in the Christ in you is for you to enjoy, is for you to experience, is for you to take as everything, is for you to use in your day to day life, is for you to apply. And is also your hope for tomorrow, is your hope in heaven, is the one that has been laid unto you uh, uh, as hope in heaven. So they need to get more revelation. We need to open this, this mystery until we see that every believer has, grow, grow, has been grown up in Christ, has, has been built up in Christ. So um, the word of God preached in, uh, in today's preachings, you find that the, the word that we call the full gospel, you see, you see that it is related to messages as escaping hell, going to heaven, and maybe the miracles of God, the, the, the victories and what. So it is related to peace. We teach about joy. We teach, we teach about happy life. And we call that the full gospel. But that, that's not the full gospel. The message that we are supposed to call the full gospel needs to be completed by revealing the mystery which has been hidden from the ages and from the generation. That was that is what that that is what we call the completing of the word of God. When we reveal Christ and we reveal the church, when we teach Christ and we teach the church, which is the body of Christ, and this is the mystery which was concealed, which was hidden, that we needed to open uh, to every man to understand. Because uh, if it was not hidden, it would no longer be a mystery. You'll find that even today, it is still a mystery in people's lives. You will say that, no, the mystery is now, the Bible says in verse 27, the mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. But just that's just a doctrinal statement that has not yet become part of your life. That's why we come to continue to reveal the mystery that there is a Christ in you who is the hope of glory for you to enjoy today and for you tomorrow as your hope. So you see that this is the mystery and this is the, the full gospel whereby we preach Christ and all the riches of Christ what he is to us today and what is going to be to us tomorrow. So, although we have heard the preachings of the gospel for years, I don't know how much and how many years you have spent here in the gospel, we see that we rarely hear the message saying that when someone believes in Jesus Christ, Christ will not only save him, but Christ will also live, come and live into his spirit and remain there as his life, as his everything, as his portion, as his, as his inheritance. You see that most of the preaching today in, in, Christian, in, in Christianity today is not like this. So we come out to take you deeper, to show you that you need to see this revelation. There is a Christ in you that you're supposed to experience on a daily basis. Apply him on everything and in every situation. I tell you there is a need for the completion of the word of God. And God is looking for stewards to carry out this stewardship, to complete the word of God and also to be stewards towards the church. So, this is why we call you, this is why we challenge you in the name of Jesus. And if we do not minister the riches of Christ to others, I tell you their knowledge of the divine revelation will be lacking. People they know about Christ, they have enjoyed the gifts and the, the powers of Christ, but a few that have come to the knowledge and the revelation of the riches of Christ and Christ himself as our life and everything. So as far as the revelation itself is concerned, there is no lack. The Bible has been completed from Genesis to Revelation. There is no lack in Revelation. But the challenge is uh, uh, we are still having a, something that is not yet complete. We, have, uh, we agree that everything was completed centuries ago. The Bible was fully written and it was like completed. However, we have in a practical way, in an experiential way, there may be, uh, they, there may still be a lack, especially if we do not fulfill our part of the stewardship of God. There are going to be a lack in the body of Christ because everyone will be preaching and teaching whatever pleases people. 
whatever people want to hear. And we fail to look into the mind of Christ to see what was the intention of all these things. Why these gifts? Why these powers? Why is the presence of the Holy Spirit? The work of the Holy Spirit is to take us deeper, to reveal and take us into this truth. The Bible says, when he shall come, the Spirit, because it's the Spirit of truth, he shall guide you into all truth. Now, there are some truths that we still need guidance. And this is one of them to reveal Christ and to reveal this mystery concerning the body, which is the church. We all need to fulfill our responsibility to accomplish the word of God. Say amen. So this is what we are talking about, that we have got to be disciples, stewards, and uh, dispensers, administrators of God to carry out the ministry of stewardship. So, we want to see that uh, we have got many new people that come to church, new converts in the Lord's church. We have them uh, many in church today, in the body of Christ, but uh, they are not yet complete uh, in, in the knowledge of the word. We need to complete the word of God unto them. We have many new, new ones that are joining the church. They need the completion of the word of God. They, know, they might be knowing Christ as, uh, as their savior, and they might be knowing Christ Christ as God, they might also be knowing Christ as their creator, but they have not come to a realization that the all-inclusive Christ, uh, the all-inclusiveness of Christ uh, is, is also uh, is also a, create, a creature. Christ is also a creature. They have not yet come to the experience of, of Christ as the all-inclusive one, as the one who is a creature, who is a man. They know Christ as now God and is a, a creator, but they have not come to the knowledge of that Christ is also all-inclusive, is also a man, is also a creature. And when you tell them that is a creature, they see as if you are like you are you are cult. You are not preaching the right doctrine. When people hear such aspects of Christ, when we call him, he's our food, he's our bread, he's our water, he's our light, he's our everything. They might they, they might be troubled in their minds, and this indicates that. Someone needs to complete the word of God to them. In this matter, we are supposed to point out that although Christ is God, he is still man. Although Christ is, is, is God, he is also our bread. He's also living in us. We have got also to, to, to take people deeper. We tell them that he is all-inclusive. He can be anything that is positive in your life. He can be the way. When you are traveling, he can be the way. He can be the, 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 the means it can be the, the, the food. It can be any other thing. It can be a sphere, a, a land. It can be everything. So, uh, when you read that, uh, you discover that Christ is a man. Even First, first Timothy 2.5 says that. He talks about the man Jesus Christ being our mediator. So, they mention the man Christ Jesus. Why is it that Paul, although Christ is resurrected, he calls him the man Christ. Yet, we know that Christ is God. We see that he's telling us that after ascension of Christ, even he, he could see him as the man. When we come to Acts chapter 7, verse 56, still we know about Stephanie's testimony when he was saying that, I saw the Son of Man in the heavens. He's talking about Christ. Now surely we have got to see that people need to know that Christ is a man and we know that man is a creature with flesh and bones. And remember that after his, his resurrection, the, the Lord showed his disciples that he had the body of flesh and the bones. That is in Luke chapter 24, verse 39. He came to them and told them that I'm not a spirit, I'm not a ghost. A ghost doesn't have uh, flesh and blood and bones like me. So, we see that uh, after resurrection, Christ is still a man with such a body and it is correct for us to say that Christ is a creature. You cannot deny that. But due to the influence of religious traditions that is in the church today, many believers, they are reluctant to go deeper to, 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 to see this revelation and to preach it outside. There are some things people do, do not want to talk about because they see that they are difficult for people to handle such teachings. They, they may call them heretical, that they, are, they have got errors. and they, So this is the challenge we have. We need people that are going to complete, to complete, the revelation to complete the word of God. We need them to help to take the pure word of God and so that believers may come to that full realization. 
And this means that we need to help people. We need to become some people that God is going to use to, to carry out the completion of the word of God, just like Paul. So in the Lord's church even today, we need, we need more stewards. We need more, more workers of the Lord who are able to complete the word of God. And these people are supposed to be qualifying. Amen. So we need all we, we must all bear the burden for this. The burden for, for the stewardship of God. We need to spend more time in the Lord's presence praying so that we may become our He may become our portion. He may become everything to us. He may become our portion for our enjoyment. So that we may have the riches of Christ to minister to others. We need to spend enough time before His presence. So we see that in this way we shall we shall become those who complete the word of God because you have spent time and God has revealed himself unto you. So we will become uh, like uh, in our ministry we shall become believers and ministers that will be nourished, strengthened, confirmed and built up so that we may be we may build others so that we may strengthen the church of Christ nourish it and confirm it in the Lord in Jesus mighty name. So we are seeing that Paul was uh, he says that I have a burden of completing the word of God. He says that I've been made a minister to complete the word of God. I've been made a minister towards the church that I may show them the entirety of the scriptures. So the body is built up as all the members carry out the stewardship of ministering the riches of Christ. If you want to build the body of Christ, because we are the body of Christ, the church. But remember, the Bible says in Corinthians that each part is supposed to bring whatever it has as a, mystery, a, a, a ministry, whatever it has as a rich, a riches, you understand? The body is built up as all members carry out the stewardship of ministering the riches of Christ. Every one of us, whether you are less, whether you are greater, you have got to know that you have a ministry in you. You have some riches in you, riches of Christ. So, our prayer is that may there be such a mutual stewardship among us, among the body of Christ. It's not about the pastors only. The challenge we have is that people think, believers think that everything is concerned, uh, uh, it is about the pastors, the apostles, the prophets, the teachers. But this is going a ministry for every minister, every believer. We are to minister the riches of Christ to others. And as we minister Christ, they are ministering also Christ to us. We give them what we have received. They give them what they, they give us what they have received. There is a mutual ministering, a mutual stewardship. So, we see that through the stewardship of dispensing the riches of Christ, and uh, the, uh, we see that the church is also built up in a practical and experiential way. And this is what God has called us to do. To help out the body of Christ so that there is a mutual stewardship. And we are, as we are carrying out stewardship, and uh, we are carrying out stewardship, there is a dispensing. We are dispensing something and some the riches of Christ into our fellow brothers. And I pray that the Lord may give us this grace so that we come to the full realization. Hallelujah. So let us continue to, to something else. And which is Paul, uh, Paul was mentioning about uh, uh, feeding up what is lacking of the afflictions of Christ. He talks about feeding up the things that we are lacking. When we come to Colossians chapter 1 verse 24, Paul says that, Now I rejoice in my sufferings on your behalf and fill up that which is lacking of the affliction of, of Christ in my flesh. Of, of his body which is the church so he has he says that i've been called and i've come to feel that which is lacking so there are several things that are lacking in the in the in the self afflictions of christ that's what he mentions when you first hear this verse you get surprised or you, you might be troubled and you wonder how how can we be how can there be any lacking any lack in the sufferings of christ we think that Christ has accomplished all the sufferings. How comes that Paul is saying that he's going to fulfill that which is lacking of the sufferings of afflictions of Christ? So this is, this, these are the, 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 the verses that are complicated, 
complicated they are not easily taken you see that uh, uh, if we have a religious concept we will say that it is impossible it is impossible for Christ to have any lack but according to the verses we see that Christ has got a lack and this lack is in the afflictions of Christ which are uh, uh, he says that what is lacking of the afflictions of Christ as if the afflictions of Christ were not accomplished but as i told you there are two categories of affliction we see that paul is saying clearly that he was to fill up that which is lacking of the affliction of Christ and this is the person we are to follow as a pattern because paul is a pattern now in the new testament the way he lived the way he preached and the way he ministered is our pattern today Christ is in him. Remember he told he told he told the 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 followers that follow me as I follow Christ. He had picked the pattern and was teaching us the pattern. You have got to follow someone as he follows Christ. You have got to follow your pastor as he follows Christ. So even Paul in the Bible is one of the patterns we have to follow as we are following Christ. So let us to let us today see the two kinds of sufferings and we talk about them. We have been asking ourselves that have uh, have not the sufferings of Christ already complete how can it be necessary for the affliction of Christ on behalf of the body to be complete how come that um, we can say that Paul is saying that he, he has come to accomplish the sufferings of Christ this is what we want to answer today so the Lord Jesus we see that he under he underwent two sufferings if you read the bible clearly the sufferings for redemption and the suffering for producing and building up the body the church these are the two sufferings and none of us can have any share in this suffering of his redemption in other words one of the sufferings that he went through that he underwent we cannot do anything concerning the suffering of redemption we cannot save ourselves we cannot die for anybody we cannot say that we are living a a, a life a sinless life to say that we are we we want to participate is going to be a blasphemy we can't it was only christ our redeemer and the one who participated in that suffering for redemption and is is the one that accomplished it it's accomplished by him only so we see that we are neither qualified nor positioned to share in such a suffering that means that we're not going to talk about that one because we 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 don't participate in it 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 was it is participated by christ alone praise the lord so we see that we are we, we are to look unto this uh the, the other suffering remember in typology in the old testament we see that on the day of atonement only the high priest who made atonement for people was allowed to enter into the holy of holies so they did the it was not all the priests well as we are all priests it is only the high priest that qualify and the high priest was a figure of christ and this is the one that is capable of accomplishing redemption and qualifies to do it so the first the first suffering is not part of us we are not part of it we don't participate so but we have got a number of verses and scriptures that speak of Christ's sufferings for the accomplishment of redemption they are there for example first peter uh, 3:18 says for Christ also has once suffered for uh, for sins Uh, the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God it was Christ alone in other words it, it was only him that was to pay that price when you come to when you come to Hebrews 9:26 you see that they talk about Christ the righteous one who died for the unrighteous ones he was the only one that is qualified to bear such kind of affliction still when you read Isaiah 53 verse 3 to 5 and also verse 7 to 8 you also that you see that it indicates that Christ suffered to accomplish redemption on our behalf in other words in this suffering we have no share and uh, uh, it is not it is it's not for us it's for Christ so although we cannot participate in that suffering of redemption for redemption we see that the bible mentions that there is another suffering whereby the church the believers the ministers participate So we see that there is a shaft a suffering for the producing and building up of the body of Christ which is the church. And Paul says he was a pattern for us in this matter. He showed us how he suffered. 
he showed us in clearly in these scriptures, seven scriptures as we shall see, how he went through afflictions. Immediately after his conversion, remember in Acts chapter 9, he began to share in these sufferings of Christ, to partake of the afflictions of Christ for the sake of the body, because he was defending and preaching Christ and the body of Christ. So we see that uh, we have got to know this. These sufferings make Christ to makes makes us to know that there are, there are some afflictions that are still lacking in in the sufferings of Christ. So we have got to pick this and learn from it even today. So we see that according to this, this concept that Paul is bringing out here, whatever Christ is and does is complete. But we see that uh, the word is telling us that his afflictions for producing and building up his body are not yet completed. And here the body, you and me, the believers, the ministers, come in to accomplish that which is not completed in the sufferings of Christ. That's why we pass through hard times and difficulties as a church, as believers, and you wonder, why am I passing through sufferings yet I'm living a righteous life, I'm prayerful, I'm doing the things that please God. I want to tell you for the producing of his body, the church, Christ suffered a great deal. But he wants us also, if we are to participate in the building of the body, we have got also to pass through sufferings. These sufferings, we are not completed by Christ himself, and we continue them. There is a need for us, the faithful ones, to make up this shortage that is in the sufferings of Christ. He did not complete everything. That's why we pass through persecution, hardships, difficulties, challenges, our fire as ministers of God and as believers. Paul did not suffer for redemption. No, he only suffered for the producing and building up of the body of Christ. And if anybody would want to produce the body or build up the body of Christ, he's going to see that he participates in the sufferings also. So, let us come to First uh, Timothy 1.16. We see the Apostle Paul, he says that he was a pattern for the believers to follow. And we would ask a question. Yes, we know that Christ is our, is our pattern. But Paul talks about being a pattern for us to follow. In First Timothy 1.16, the Bible says that, How bait for this cause I obtained mercy, that, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth along all, all long sufferings for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. So Paul is mentioning and he talks about something that is strange to us. He mentions that he is participating. He is a pattern for us to follow as we are uh, ministering and living out Christ. We must consider that Paul was a pattern because he has mentioned so. He's someone who is, he was not so, he was not someone who is so high. He was a person just like you and me. But he says, I was a pattern. I went through some sufferings. Because uh, he says that by the Lord's mercy, uh, I was, I, I went through many things. But he says that I was set up as a pattern for you to learn how to carry out the life of Christ, to learn how to live Christ, to learn how to enjoy and experience Christ, even in difficult times. He says, we can also do that. He says, I am a pattern for you to follow. So we must believe in the Lord's mercy. And as we are passing through everything that we are passing through, if the mercy of the Lord made Paul a pattern, then we know that the mercy of the Lord is going to make us a pattern also. He can also help us to accomplish all the sufferings that we are supposed to accomplish in the sufferings of Christ. So this means that just as Paul suffered for the producing and building up of the body of Christ, so even you and me, even every minister of the true gospel must also suffer for the church, for the building of the church. So this has got to be in our awareness. Hallelujah. So as we wind up, I wanted you to take this as your big picture in the name of Jesus. But I want to say to you that Christ, our Lord, of course, he took the lead to suffer. He was the first to suffer. He was number one for the producing and building up of his body. But we see that the apostles and the believers today, they must also follow Christ's footsteps in sufferings and difficulties and trials. And this kind of affliction is what we call, uh, is what the affliction that produces the building up of the body. 
uh, and uh, this is what we call the affliction that we participate in. Remember, in John chapter 12, verse 24, the Bible says in John 24, 12:24, he says that truly, truly, I say unto you, Paul say, uh, Jesus says in uh, um, John 12, 24, truly, truly, I say unto you, unless the grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. We see that these verses, they do not speak of Christ's redeeming death, no, but they are talking about the, the sufferings that will produce and generate uh, the, the, the body of Christ. In other words, there are some sufferings that we go through and they kill us so that there is something that is produced. Christ fell into the ground and he died as a grain of wheat in order to produce many grains for the church. When you come to John 12, 26, the Bible says, If any man serve me, let him follow me. Where I am, there, are, there shall also my servant be. If a man serve me, him will my father honor. Now, you look at this. Paul is telling us that we have got to be the many grains that have got also to fall into the ground to become other many grains. So we are supposed to produce the church by uh, these sufferings that cause us even to die. A, a, a spiritual, to die a, a, an experiential death in, as we are serving God. There are some things that you pass through and as if you, you appear as if you are buried. You are, you are going through hard situation. Those who desire to serve Christ must follow him in this regard. Because he has told us, praise the Lord. So I want us to stop here. And I say that we might continue in, uh, uh, tomorrow to see uh, these sufferings and how we are supposed to, to take them in today's life. I want to encourage everybody that continue to study with us, fellowship with us. Uh, if you have missed the previous episodes, please go back from episode one uh, up, to, up to this episode. And we are still bringing a lot for you because we are studying, we are studying so that we come to this light that we are sharing with you. And my prayer for you is that may the Lord help you to see this vision with us. We have seen and we are going to continue uh, seeing this. And uh, we pray that the Lord gives us more light. Yes, you also read uh, when you in your free time, take time to read other verses concerning that. And uh, we are going to co come and continue to show you what it means to participate in these sufferings of Christ so that you complete the sufferings of Christ. May the Lord richly bless you. Uh, we believe in you. We believe that the Lord is doing a tremendous work in your life. We believe that if you have been following your perspective, your way of viewing things has changed. You have got now some light, some good light and life and we pray that you may enjoy the Christ we are sharing. The message is all about experiencing Christ daily. Whether we take you in any scripture, everywhere, or anywhere in the scripture, we want, to, we want you to see that Christ is for us to enjoy in every verse, in every scripture, in our day-to-day -day life. So I pray for you as the body of Christ that may the Spirit of God continue to reveal all these things unto us. Please, we, we request that you may visit our website. There, there is a lot of rich content there, freedomexperienceministry.org. There is a lot of rich content for you to enjoy, daily devotions for you to, to, to enjoy. Even these audios you are going to find there from uh, the first one, even other teachings and even whatever we do in the work of Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, if you are pleased uh, with our ministry and you would like to become one of our supporters, our sponsor, our partner, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you if you feel like you want to sow a seed, you want to support the work. Everything that we do is uh, requires a financial, financial assistance. So we pray that God touches you and inspires you to do something. Just go on our website, freedomexperienceministry.org, stroke give. Look for that give page, then donate. You can donate anything that God is going to bless you with in Jesus' mighty name. Once again, I'm Pastor Dennis Matovu, Freedom Experience Ministry. Be blessed. God bless you. To get more of this message and partner with Freedom Experience Ministry, log on to our website, www.
the Freedom Experience Ministry.org or find us on our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry. You can also call us directly on plus 256-703-89-0009. Be blessed. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power of revelation, and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ.